shaping the culture. We talk both culture and theology. Hey, folks, is reading that Bible. We don't claim to have all the answers. I don't know how to word this, but that doesn't stop us from having honest conversation. (laughs) What is up, everybody? How you guys doing? Happy up, Friday. <laughs> we got a guest with us today. Uh, some of you may know him. Some of you might know him, not know him. Uh, he's an entrepreneur, man of God. Uh, his work ethic is unreal. He's an intellectual. He's a theologian. He's a philosopher. He's a reader. <laughs> the list goes on. He, he's in the gym. He be working out. Every day. He's single. Uh, ladies, he's light-skinned. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's gonna put my business out there like that. His social security number is honestly, though, this is a friend that I really love uh, having conversations with. Uh, it's effortless, like, he'll come in the office and we'll talk a good three, four hours, and it'll feel like five minutes. And uh, he always keeps me um, on my toes, he gets me thinking. Uh, on a level a lot of people don't get me to think on and so he's he's good company uh you need friends that will help you grow and he's one of the friends for me uh that helps me grow and so on all fronts he's like helping me get my finances right he's big in investments yes and amen (laughs) we out here trying to make money off cryptocurrency you know what i'm saying yeah uh but yeah so he he's just uh a dope friend i'm excited for you guys to get to know him a little bit and the the, the topic today i don't think y'all ready this is going to be not ready. <laughs> they're not ready we just got done eating lunch and we were pre-gaming just seeing what the conversation looked like and i was blown away so uh, i'm excited but yeah we got none other than Nahum with us today. Nahum, what's good, bro? How you doing? Hey, nothing much, man. Glad to be on the show. Hey, welcome to Shaping the Culture. I don't culture. understand, man. It took so long to get on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, we've been friends for like half a decade. But, <laughs> no, actually, yeah. don't 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 play me. How long have I asked you to be on the show? A good amount of times. And you're always like, no, nah, I gotta I gotta wait until well, the I... things that you wanted me on. I wasn't sure I had the content or the you know the intellect for. Yeah, I wasn't quite ready. But more podcasts to come. I'm gonna be on here, and I'm excited. Yeah, we might get you to talk about co-host. That soon huh <laughs> hey it's in the works man god knows <laughs> only god knows all right so for the audience whoever is listening can you share a little bit about who you are uh give context for kind of like why you are the way you are um you know what your heart uh what your heart gets excited about what you're pursuing um what makes you get up in the morning just give the audience just a little bit about who you are yeah so my name is Nahum Asefa. i I was born in Ethiopia. I came okay. to Minnesota at a young age. I was okay. young age, tender age of three. <laughs> um, I was raised here in Minnesota. Um, went to high school here. Went to college at the University of Northwestern, St. Mm. Paul. That's where I went. Yeah, that's where I got <laughs> educated. That's where I got indoctrinated. <laughs> that's where I learned about, you know, God. And I studied finance there, so I graduated okay. with a BS in finance. Okay. And then for the past about two years, I've been working on a, on a startup, a tech startup platform called trade fast and Ooh. we'll get into a little bit of that like later on yeah um my personality yeah i'm the kind of person that you think you know but you don't really know too well <laughs> <laughs> i mean abu can attest to that i'm i'm kind of i'm a little bit reserved but i can definitely play a room as well so mm. i got the best of both worlds going on here <laughs> but um i enjoy playing sports i I work out like probably five or six times a week. Go ahead. So I got that. I got that work discipline too. Go ahead. I'm very goal goal oriented too as well. So mm-hmm. you know, just like once I put my mind to something, I'm just gonna focus on it and make sure I can yeah. be as successful as I can be in whatever venture it is. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a people person too. I don't like. I mean, 
I like to spend time alone, but then there's, you know, a point of diminishing returns. I do love to be with my homies. Yeah. The, uh, the community here at EEC, or we're called Parazine now, right? Yeah. Man, I got to come correct. We're building a church plant. <laughs> Parazine, I'm on the, on, on the finance uh yeah, on the finance team. Finance team, yeah. So try to get our money right. Try to steward the Lord's right. money well, right? We got things working. Bank accounts, cash app. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The ways you can tie they're endless, bro. <laughs> hey, by the way, for our listeners, if you want to invest into the church plan, yo, you can find us on Cash App, Venmo at Parazim, P-E-R-A-Z-I-M. Just that's a little plug, a little right. plug. But yeah, go ahead. So yeah, just um, trying to give back to the community, trying mm. to build uh, a business platform that gives value to consumers. Yeah, here in Minnesota, but I do have a vision for you know across the United States. So yeah. Yeah, big things on our way. Yeah, for both of us here. So yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and tell us the title for today's podcast, and then tell us why you wanted to talk about this? Because right. I'll, I'll this is a clickbait, but we're gonna go there. Yeah, we're gonna go there today. <laughs> so the title of this podcast, yeah, is your prayers are narcissistic. Whew. Y'all are not ready for this podcast, I say. Your prayers are narcissistic. And why, why did you want to name it that? So um, to give you a little bit of context of like why I wanted to talk about this, mm-hmm. this topic. Um, mm-hmm. So this, this season that I'm just kind of like starting to slowly get out of mm-hmm. has been a season um, that I've been like wrestling with God. Yeah. If you, uh, you know the story about Esau and Jacob. Mm-hmm. And... Um, when Jacob was alone in the wilderness, um, mm. he met like an angel of God, mm-hmm. or even like I think it says like God Himself. Yeah, and he like wrestled with God. Yeah, and um, when he was wrestling with God, he was just like, "I'm not gonna like." He wrestled till the break of like noon, like you know mm. what I'm saying. Till the next day, they were wrestling. Yeah, and he was like, "I'm not gonna let you go like until you bless me." You know yeah, what I'm yeah. And then that's when Jacob's name was actually changed to Israel. Yeah, and what that means is like this man fought against God and prevailed. Mm. So the mm. way I describe my season is like in that, in that story, I really see a lot of my season because mm-hmm. it was a season of just wrestling with God, contending with God yeah. about uh, my journey. So yeah, like I said, uh, I'm, I'm kind of building a business platform c- called trade fast. Yeah. It's an electronic network company. So we're trying to build this platform in the consumer electronics industry yeah. Yeah. Um, for people to be able to do things like buy and sell, use devices, mm-hmm. um, unlock device electronic devices anything yeah. you can think of like repairs and stuff so we have even like we might even get into like the wireless like <laughs> telecommunications industry at some yeah. point yeah so we got like a big i got a big vision for this platform so yeah. i know god's like putting this on my heart yeah and uh, i've been working on it and usually when we when when we encounter like obstacles yeah we're able to you know like kind of like find our way through, find the best decision and kind of keep on pursuing yeah and this season has been tough because there's just a lot of things that in the business especially, that kind of, uh, you know, wasn't, there wasn't really a quick fix for mm, it. Mm. So I was just in a, in a season, I'm just like, I'm not quite sure what the best decision is going to be. Right. I don't know what my next step forward right. is. And a lot right. of times I feel like um, people get into a season where it's just like, whether it's like just graduating college yeah. and trying to figure out like, what am I supposed to do next? Yeah. Or even like in high school, it's like, okay, what are you going to do? Like, where are you going to go to college? Right, you know? right. So we sometimes in life we face these milestones where, yeah. Or yeah. where we just have to kind of like, God, like what's next for me? Like, yeah. I know you like put me on this journey and I have a purpose and you set this on my heart Yeah. and you didn't like give me a spirit of like slavery, a spirit right. of fear, you know? Right, right. So why am I feeling this like trepidation? Right. And, so I was I was dealing with things like hold on we, like before you get into sure. what you were dealing with sure, go I ahead. just like because me and you talked I think it was like two weeks ago we were like breaking down that story where 
you know, Jacob was wrestling with God. Mm-hmm. And he shared like a revelation that to this day is like something I meditate on. I want to share that with them because I think like when we think about like wrestling with God and defeating God, I think like we don't really know what that means and what it like. Can we really beat God? Like, do we twist his hand so that he can give us what we all like? What does it mean to fight God and come? Do you remember that conversation we had a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I just need a little bit of a reminder about like what it was that he was actually like wrestling against because he can't yeah. defeat God, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so what, yeah. I, guess, I guess the thought like behind that is like when um, when Jacob or Israel <laughs> for that matter, yeah, when he was wrestling with God, yeah, he was never intending to like I can actually defeat God yeah. or I'm gonna overcome God, yeah. He was wrestling with God because he wanted to receive something from God, yeah, yeah. He was wrestling with God because he knew. That God had something that he was looking for. Mm, mm-hmm. God had something that he was desiring mm. that God could only provide. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? that's good. Yeah. And that was, a, that was a blessing. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, like, if you know Jacob's story prior to that, yeah. he stole es- Esau's birthright. Right. He right. stole Esau's blessing. Right. So Jacob is known as, like, swindler. Yeah. Like a thief. And that's what his name means. That's what his name means. Yeah. And that, that's, yeah. like, all he's ever known yeah. is how, how to finesse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you get into this story with him, like with the angel, and like he's actually at the, at this point in time, like he was actually on his way back to like like see Esau, you know, mm. and ask for like his like forgiveness and, and stuff of that matter. Yeah, and um, it's just crazy because like <laughs> he was like a thief and like he was somebody that would like finesse all the time. Yeah, and yeah. then now he's out here just knowing that like God is the only one that can provide like your true like blessing mm. god is the one that like gives and also takes away right right so he's not wrestling from a place of like let me overcome god mm. but um with god i'm actually like i'm going to be successful i'm going to get my blessing i'm going to get i'm going to get the return i'm going right. to get the things that i desire for yeah so yeah. like in, in my season i can i kind of see i relate a lot to that story yeah because i'm like wrestling with god you know yeah but um, before it was just like god is against me you know mm. or like mm. god is placing this in my life for me like it, it means something, right? Either mm, like, like mm. kind of that who sin story or something, mm. or like what what am I doing wrong, or right. what is he not approving? Like I mean, yeah. not every bad thing yeah. that happens in life is like because like I don't know you did something, right? Right? Like right. it could it could just be like an obstacle because maybe God is like building your character, right? 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 Or right. maybe God is building you up for your next season. Like you need you need to level up to be able to be right. successful in that next season. Right, right, right. Because, I mean, if it's easy, like Elias said last time, if it's easy, you probably couldn't handle it. Right, you know right, right, so, right, like, right, right. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of like the context for, for sure. the kind of season that I was in. So, yeah, go into kind of like the struggle. I cut you off right at that point. Like, what that, what that what means, that, yeah. Yeah. So, what that felt like was, what it felt like was, um, oftentimes I was like very anxious mm-hmm. and, uh, worrisome i didn't have like the peace of god you know Mm. and like i think it's in matthew where jesus says like peace of heart and peace of mind like i'll give to you Mm -hmm. and and i was just like why don't i have this peace why don't i have the the calm assurance that god is in control Mm -hmm. and i realized part of it is because i was trusting in my own capability yeah and my own ability for my success Mm. And I think you you said something one time, like in a sermon, where it's like, faith is uh, not believing 
in like what you can do for yourself. Right. But right. It's, it's believing in it. I might be butchering this, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. believing in the promises that God has over right, your future. Right, right. Not in the future that you can make for yourself. Exactly. So yeah, like yeah. that was big to me because like I've always, I've always been like a go getter, like mm. somebody to figure things out, somebody to just like keep progressing forward and, yeah. and believe that change starts with me. And like, those, I mean, those things are true. You got to apply yourself. Right, right. You got to put yourself in a position to succeed. Yeah. All these things are true. Yeah. But ultimately, like, you're not in control of your outcomes. There's so much right. luck. Right, right, right. There's so much luck into, into, built into the system mm-hmm. in terms of being successful. There's so much of like God working in the background. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, how often do we give like credit to that yeah yeah seriously yeah so i was just in a position like i'm not figuring out myself therefore i was like sunk into like a little bit of depression and then just like the team dynamic and how i was dealing with other people Mm -hmm. and my relationships were like were dealt very poorly because my Mm -hmm. my mental health was kind of so attached into um what i was building and and that's a big thing for like any of you inspiring entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. or people who are building businesses like entrepreneurs are actually have higher rates of like depression and suicide mm. than the general population. Wow. I and I think, that. I think they're so, well, oftentimes what happens is when you're building something, when you're a creative, yeah. when you're somebody who's aspiring to build a business, right. you're so invested in, in what you're doing. Yeah. You're so invested in just like growing it, building it. And when yeah. things don't go your way or a failure kind of like abounds, yeah. you get super like low. Right. You know what I'm right. So like, right. that's kind of like what the season I was operating out of. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the reason I wanted to talk about like prayer especially is because like during this time, yeah, um, you know, I would pray to God, and oftentimes it would be over. I would pray over my hopes, I'd pray mm. over my dreams, mm. I would pray over even my sins. You know, things mm. I was struggling with. Because I was thinking like, how come? Like, how can I unlock the favor of God? You know? <laughs> Literally, I was thinking about like ways to like. It seemed like I was trying to like twist God's hand or mm. like figure out like mm. how how does mm. how do I get this favor of God or like. Ooh. Is this a blessing that I don't have? Or like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I started really looking like, like, okay, like, let me, let me put these sins, let me take them seriously, put, <laughs> put my sins away, you know, tidy up the house and then, <laughs> and then maybe let me start tithing a little bit. Right. <laughs> like, you know, put a $20 in the offering bucket. Like, okay, God, like, let me volunteer on the finance team, you know, <laughs> whatever it is to get his attention. So yeah. I was just like, man, I just realized that all, all these things that we do, like, you know, it says our greatest works are filthy rags right. before God, you right. know? So if you have like a works mentality yeah. and that's how somehow you're going to mm. get God Woo. to turn an eye towards Come you. On, man. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Like that that's not I mean, we operate out of like out of our faith and over the overflow of like mm-hmm. the love that mm. that we see on the cross, mm. the love that that we see like God giving us yeah, and bestowing man. upon us. Yeah. That's where we work from. Yeah. You know that oftentimes people say we don't work for victory from a place of victory. Yeah. That's essentially like saying the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. Man, so like in my prayers I was just like you know, I just notice a lot of me, 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 me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like my problems. Mm. Why? Why is this happening? Mm. Um, where is the success that I thought I was gonna have? You know? Yeah. Why am I at this stage of life? Like, shouldn't I be further? Yeah. All these kind of like questions. Yeah. And yeah. they're all centered around like me. You know? Right. Right. And uh, whether it's like, yeah, like, what, what else can I say? Like hopes. You know, dreams. Yeah. Like, yeah. It could be anything. Yeah. But then I noticed the one like X factor among all my prayers was just me you know mm. what i'm saying mm. so i um i remember one day i was like brushing my teeth 
and praise God. Literally, yeah. It, it, God be speaking in the simplest of times, bro. You could be in the shower. Yeah. yeah. You could be you driving. Know, yeah, driving yeah. or in those quiet moments. And yeah. he just slips a word in there. It's like, boom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. He just shakes up the whole place. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, doing the usual brushing my teeth, making sure that teeth are pearly white you know yeah. as they always are you know <laughs> but uh yeah yeah so i was like brushing my teeth and and god was just you know i was just thinking about over my prayers and thinking about over my like thinking about my life yeah and he was just like why don't you you don't pray for others mm. <laughs> just kind of just like that boom like yeah i just heard that and i was like yeah it kind of shook me because i was just like mm. man i have so many people around me mm. that need that mm. need prayer, you mm. know what I'm saying? Mm. Whether they're asking for it explicitly, yeah, or whether it's just implied, yeah, or yeah. or I should just be able to know that like they need my prayer, right. just seeing their life or seeing um, yeah. some of the things that they're dealing with, yeah, and I, and especially me because like, yeah, like like I was telling Abu earlier during lunch, I I have a friend who's uh, been diagnosed with epilepsy, mm. so that's like. I mean, he'll constantly like have seizures on, mm. on possibly like a, a weekly basis. Sometimes mm. he has seizures in his sleep, mm. and like I mean, just like la- last month or two months ago, like he had a, so he takes a coding class mm-hmm. at the U of M. He had a he had a seizure like in class, you know. Mm. And there's mm. like no cure for it. Mm. There's no mm. cure for like, epilepsy. Mm. I mean, he takes like yeah, he takes like medication. Yeah, but there's mm. no there ultimately there's no cure. So when yeah. we have our conversations, like. I just feel the hopelessness. Yeah. And during the conversations, I just think like, man, I don't even know what to say or right, like right. what I can offer you. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. And it's like, and in that hopelessness, I just think about like our hopelessness as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like being like sinners and how like Jesus like redeemed us mm-hmm. and gave us life. I'm just like, yo, like I have this hope, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if I, if I can't articulate it to him, maybe in that conversation, or if I, mm-hmm. if I struggle to showcase like, why God is still good amongst yeah. all the, right. you know, the difficulties he's facing in his yeah, life. Yeah. The very least you could do is go pray for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Go um, intentionally, like, convey messages to God, speak to God, communicate yeah, to him yeah, about yeah. about the people around you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Show yeah. that show that you care. Show to God that it's important to you. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, I have, I have that friend. I have another friend who is struggling with, like, drug abuse yeah. and uh, drug addiction. Yeah. And I'm just, and this is somebody like I grew up with yeah. and it's just hard to witness that. Cause I, I've also like myself have like struggled with drugs before too. Yeah, yeah. And I, it's crazy because I know like, like the dealer that like got him into a lot of the harder drugs, you know? Yeah, so just like yeah. seeing him just struggle with, um, and wrestle with Xanax and, mm. and cocaine and some of these like the benzo drugs, right, you know? Right, right. And the scary thing about those is like, especially with the benzos, like Xanax yeah. and stuff, if yeah. If you withdraw too like abruptly mm. or like just quickly, yeah. you can actually like die from it. Right, so it's just right, right. it's like once you're hooked onto some like physical dependency, like these hard drugs yeah, are, yeah. it's it's a whole different conversation right, because right. it's not just a like a psychological issue right, now. Right. We're talking about a physical dependency. Right. So I'm just like, God, like he grew up in such a he grew up in a good context, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm. And sometimes like uh, I mean, I would even say that a pretty good environment too. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he got with the wrong crowd, but currently I know his environment and it's like, this is not a situation where it's like bad company corrupts a good character, mm-hmm. you know? He's around people who are trying to help him mm-hmm. and trying to, uh, you know, get him to a certain place. But it's like, it's just tough because... Once you're hooked, you're yeah, hooked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, you, you change starts with you and just yeah. trying to get trying to get him to a place where he like he can be clean you know Mm -hmm. and it's just like i have that to pray about as well like 
And like, yet my prayers were so void of that. Mm -hmm. And God just brought that to mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, he brought, he brought to mind, like my friends who are like, you know, in school or like, it could be the, some of the smaller things, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And just like, there's so many things that we could be praying for. Like Mm -hmm. even, even this church plant, like Mm -hmm. just thinking, um, about the church plant and like what we're trying to accomplish yeah. being such a young church yeah. trying to grow in uh, membership trying to mm. trying to grow in like faith mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. com- uh, community building and being yeah. um being a tight-knit community you right. know right. and like we have like we have issues that we're facing and things that challenges that are meeting us you know yeah that we are trying to figure out like yeah. how to progress how to move forward yeah how do uh, should we stay in this church or should we you know like be a be a, be a mobile church yeah, so like yeah. I, I could be praying over that like yeah, yeah. pray for the outcomes that you want yeah seriously <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, i mean yeah. it's one thing to it's important to pray for your outcomes and then don't be surprised when they happen for mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. but i mean you can't really be surprised for them yeah if you're never praying pray for those for outcomes yeah, you know yeah, yeah and it's just like that like i mean i have another friend too that i brought to church mm-hmm. and he uh he's inquiring about christianity and mm-hmm. uh, he comes from a somali context and mm-hmm. it, it for those of you who don't know how difficult it is to, it's apostasy to leave the Muslim faith, you know, <laughs> to do so is like renouncing like your family yeah, and the your culture and your culture yeah, yeah. and putting that, all that behind. And, yeah. and I, and I see my friend and he, um, he's inquiring about God, never really had a, felt like a real connection was happening. Yeah. Like in, when he grew up in that Muslim faith, yeah. uh, he didn't feel like any experience to God. He just felt like it was repetitive, yeah. ritualistic. Yeah. And that's a lot of the flack that like, you know, some churches even get sometimes when we're so, um, you know, disconnected from right. like really presenting the gospel yeah. and conveying it in a way and, and, um, mm. and reaching people in that mm. way. You know, when we become very traditional or dogmatic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oftentimes, there's a miscommunication between uh, right. member members of the body yeah. and like, you know, pastors or priests or what so have you. Yeah. So it's just like, man, that's also like, thank God yeah. for like, for him being in at a place where he's inquiring about the Lord, um, yeah. looking, looking at churches mm-hmm. and even coming to our, this church like yeah. one time. Yeah. So like, that's like, that's and experience a something and experience something yeah. like he had a yeah. genuine experience. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. That was great. That was amazing. And God did all of that, leading the conversations and getting him to this place and me and but you know, God yeah. did all of that. But it's like, am I praying for his continual yeah. deliverance? Yeah. Yeah. Am I praying over his salvation? Because yeah. one I mean, one day spent, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At at church or like one one Sunday service is not gonna change something. Let's not fool ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We really gotta build these relationships and, and stay yeah. stay on it. You we, know what I'm saying? But we take so much pride in that. It's like <laughs> look, I brought this person to church let i let me pat myself on the back like do you know what it takes for somebody like uh him or her to come to a space of worship like this and uh and then we like stop praying you know and so we right. like man like, god look a, what i did you know what i'm saying yeah it's like whew, i'm really living this christian thing out right exactly <laughs> it's like, well, it's like look i did more than this person has ever done you know right. is that good enough and it's yeah. like we shouldn't let, let's not you let's not kid ourselves let's not have people be the benchmark yeah let's not that have them be the standard we know what the standard is like yeah. god set the standard yeah. yeah um to build disciples of you know every nation yeah to make his name known to build his kingdom you know yeah yeah Come so on. like let's have that be our heart and not yeah you know what i mean not any of the other stuff <laughs> so the context in which you wanted to talk about this was just realize you had a, like a moment of realization while brushing your teeth that 
a lot of my prayers are centered around me, right? So my my immediate thought, because when we were talking about this, is like, okay, why not just have a podcast episode called Your Prayers Are Selfish? Why take the extra step and say your prayers are narcissistic, right? Like, yeah. what can you define what a narcissist is and why we're taking that approach? Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> so the thing about narcissism or a narcissistic person, yeah, um, you know, the kind of the dictionary definition is a person who has an excessive interest or um, excessive admiration of themselves, mm-hmm. um, excessive love of self mm. and like self-absorbed, Ooh. you know? So I don't... That sounds like me. Right? <laughs> that sounds like all of us, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And uh, that's one of like my like first initial t- like takeaways that I have for um, your listeners. Yeah. Is that narcissism isn't... It's like... We tend to say like, oh, that person is very narcissistic. Right. We, send, we tend to see narcissism as an individual. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But narcissism is a spectrum. Right. right and we're all right. somewhere on this spectrum. Mm. And some mm. are... Um, like deep-seated narcissists. Yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah. But let's not kid ourselves. We're like, we're all on this spectrum of, we all have like some vanity, you know what I'm saying? Right. We're all like self-absorbed. Yeah. And absolutely. That's, that's kind of why like I wanted to, to go the extra step mm-hmm. and say our prayers are narcissistic. Yeah. Because it isn't just selfish. Mm. I feel like that's like kind of a, that's a soft word. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Selfish is almost like, you know, okay, some of my prayers are you know, mm. you know, like only some of them are about me right, or like, you know, right. but it's like, if we really think about it and we're really honest with ourselves, a lot of the way we do life, a lot of the way we do relationships, a lot of the way we experience things like in this life, you know, and how we perceive things mm. are like a me centered like mm. approach. Mm-hmm. This is, that's why I kind of wanted Definitely. to go like the extra mile. And, yeah. And the things it. we advocate for, the things that we're passionate about, the things we die for, the things we throw our money at. It's like rooted in like self-interest, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. definitely. Yeah. It's interesting because like uh, I kind of like did a little bit of uh, uh, homework and found that like the origin story of narcissism. Okay. And I kind of wanted to read it. Um, yeah. So basically it's like the term narcissism comes from the Greek myth about um, a man named Narcissus. Okay. A handsome young Greek man <laughs> Okay. Uh, who rejected the advances of a supernatural nymph, mm. which is basically like, it's almost like a... Um, a supernatural it's like a supernatural being but it it can take a anim- animated form yeah and oftentimes it's like a a female mm. uh, maiden so like a female virgin mm-hmm. so this uh this maiden happened to be named echo <laughs> yeah this uh this caused narcissus to fall in love with his own reflection in a pool Ooh. of water unable to consummate his love narcissus lay gazing enraptured into the pool hour after hour <laughs> And finally changed into a flower that bears his name, the narcissist. Mm, mm. So he rejected the advances of this uh, supernatural maiden, found himself across the pool of water, saw his own face, and fell in love with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my first initial like takeaway from this story was even at that time, like mm. the Greeks recognized this concept of like extreme mm. self-absorption and extreme selfishness. Mm, mm. In actual in ancient Greece actually the yeah. concept was referred to as hubris. Right. And we still have that word in like the English language, but it's uh, like the the fall or pride before the fall, right? Right. So, like, yeah. Hubris, yeah. Exactly. And it's only until more recently that um, this kind of concept was uh, became narcissism defined by like psych- psychological terms. Right. Now before we like uh, make fun of our brother uh, what's his name? Narcissus? Nar- narcissus. <laughs> narcissus? Mm-hmm. Uh that's us on our iPhones. 
how many selfies do we take of ourselves, right? Yeah. Like how many, how many times pictures? do we have to get it right on Instagram? <laughs> my goodness. How many filters do we go through? Oh my gosh! Like, watch as soon as the sun comes out, right? As soon as the lighting hit, like it's like, oh, I I should like take advantage of this and like take a pic, you know? Yeah. Um, like yo, we are literally in love with ourselves, and we are like we are. We want to do whatever it takes to put ourselves out there, promote ourselves, show people we're amazing, that we're great, that we're beautiful, that we're doing things, that uh, look look at this and look what I did and look who I'm with. And I mean, like the whole social media, I don't know, this, this generation that we're in, it's like that's what we're pushing. Like we're pushing self, you know, and beauty is the market. Beauty is what's being um, like at the center of everything, right, you know, yeah. but it, it's really rooted in in. I don't there's know. This, like, there's this one, I, don't, I forgot where I heard it from. Yeah. But this one uh, person said that, like, we have two jobs. <laughs> one mm-hmm. is to, to work. Mm-hmm. And the second thing, the second thing we're, like, our second job is to manage the impressions <laughs> that other people <laughs> have of us. <laughs> so that goes to show you how much, like, Dang. how so how so we're involved in, like, ourselves and, yeah. like, how people see us. And how, yeah. we want to project, like, a certain image of ourselves right. to the world. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And kind of uh, wear wear masks and like right. try to um, mitigate any flaws that we have, cover up any of the perceived flaws or weaknesses the that blemishes. we have. Yep. Yeah, and it's interesting because like there was a study done, and it's like since like like two thousand late two thousand like two thousand eight through two thousand ten. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah, I know, right? I'd be stuttering sometimes, but. They, they did this study, like, yeah. I think it was like 2010 study, yeah. and uh, how technology was leading to more narcissists mm. or more uh, mm. cases of narcissism. Wow. And I think it's yeah. to, to your point of the whole like Instagram yeah. generation, yeah. Uh, social media, Snapchat, uh, yeah. where there's less like yeah. direct communication between people. Yeah. Where, and the thing that we're losing when we lose direct communication is uh, our empathic abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Empathy yeah. Is, is so intertwined with like mm. physical interaction. Yeah. So oftentimes, like, as we are more isolated mm-hmm. and more uh, in our phones and into technology, into it's, led, it's yeah. led to, yeah, this like unhealthy um, love of self mm. and, uh, incoherent sense of self as mm-hmm, well too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i think that was like interesting to see the uptick in um, yeah. narcissism in our society with social media the rise of social media and technology yeah. right yeah. The, se- the second takeaway i had from that that greek story yeah was uh the part where it said unable to consummate his love mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i don't i don't know if you remember that part but it, unable to consummate his love yeah he lay gazing and enraptured in the pool yeah so i was like unable to consummate love yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah that just stuck out to me. So I looked into it and I was like, it's interesting because the, unable to consummate love highlights what self-absorption does. Right. It, dis, it disables um, one from their mental capacity yeah. to operate outside of themselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to uh, expend mental energy outside of your inner dialogue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Consummate love is this context. Uh, it refers to like, in this context, it refers to make complete or... Uh, a transaction to make complete a transaction right or to make perfect yeah and what's interesting is as he looked at himself in yeah. that pool of water yeah he was unable to consummate his love mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. to make to make perfect perfect or to make a transaction right right, right. so like that, i thought that was like a huge takeaway that yeah. he was so like self-absorbed yeah. that he couldn't even expend mental energy outside of his inner do- right, dialogue right, you know what I'm saying? right right that that sounds like a lot of us talking to god 
You know what I mean? That sounds like a lot of us, like, and even our interactions with God, our frustrations with God, our pursuit of God, our need for God is really dependent on, it's like, oh my goodness, like, I, I got to make a transaction with myself. Like, yeah. I got to, like, I don't know, like, this this idea of I got to do this and I got to be that and I got to have this work out for me and I have to have this line up for me. And, right. um, and so we kind of, like, God is kind of the means to the end in that whole process you know what i mean right like what do i gotta do to to pull to pull his hand a little bit yeah and to get whatever i need like i'm just work around him yeah to consummate with ourselves right (laughs) instead of being in love with god and what did what did god want why did god save the world to have a relationship with us right to uh, reestablish a connection with us so that we could know our creator right 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 and like even even us having that connection yeah but we're still focused on ourselves yeah to highlight to your point that's Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> y'all hearing this, right? <laughs> like, it's not just me. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me, let me ask you this: like, when you kind of realize that moment where you're brushing your teeth, like, man, a lot of like my prayer, a lot of my interaction with God, a lot of my pursuit of God is rooted in self. Did you take a hard left, a hard turn? Like, what what was your response to that, and how how are you now? Because uh, we're going to talk about prayer in, yeah, in we're a gonna, second. Yeah, we're going to get into it. Yeah, but like to even get to a point where you wanted to pray in a way that would ultimately um, reflect a, a true heart of worship, mm-hmm. um, what what needed to take place and what does what do you constantly need to die to to get to that place? Right. That's a, that's a great question. So the way, I, the way I would answer that, the first thing I did is repent. Mm. And this is, man, the crazy thing about it is oftentimes... When we think about repentance, mm-hmm. it's like a stepping, like we just step over it. Yeah. There is no like real time spent in mm-hmm. repentance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> don't get it twisted. You can't, you don't just jump into obedience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there, repentance is a, a continual thing. Yeah. But repentance is also like, we need to, we need to give time towards repentance, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and not thinking that we can just take a, a complete 180 and just jump into like obedience. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. so first thing I did was like, I repented, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. I was just like, man, God, I'm, I am so self-absorbed. I just, I acknowledge my own narcissism. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is like, oftentimes, um, people will point the finger, finger at others yeah. and say they're, they're narcissistic or they're self-absorbed yeah. or they're conceited or whatever, what yeah. so have you. Yeah. But we're unable, it's just the way the mind works that sometimes yeah. we are able to like mitigate our flaws yeah. and uh, make ourselves appear to be perfect. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whether we admit to it or not. Right. So I was just like, first thing I was just like, I am really self-absorbed. Yeah. You know? And yeah. oftentimes people are like, oh, like, I'm not self-absorbed. Like me, like, you know, yeah. I do this, I do that. Yeah. Like, I care about others. I'm, I'm genuine. Yeah. All these things. And yeah. it's just like, I didn't want to take that route. You know, I didn't want to like play like mental gymnastics. Mm, cool, so like, yeah. Yeah. so I was just like, you know, God, I have been making it about me. I have been thinking, reflecting, thinking of myself a lot. Mm-hmm. And could it be the source of my anxiety, the source mm-hmm. of my fear? Is constantly like wow. picking at this thing, right. picking at myself, yeah, and constantly like trying to like measure up to this. Like sometimes I have ridiculous expectations for myself. Yeah. I know a lot of people probably struggle with this too. Yeah, of trying to be your ide- idealized self. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and and not being like in tune with the reality, uh, like who you are presently. Yeah, sometimes we try to make ourselves appear to be something that we're not. Yeah, all the so, time. All we the believe time. the lie. We we eat the lie up, man. Yeah. 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 So I was just like. You know, God, forgive me for making it so much about me. Mm. And there's these people around me that really, really need you, mm. really need your hand, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So 
in my prayer, I was just like, God, help me to take the focus off of me. Yeah. And to have, uh, like, a mindset that cares about others. That, yeah. like, is, cares so much so, like, cares about their their salvation. Yeah. Cares about their, their health. Yeah. How they're doing. Yeah. Because, I mean, everybody, we all struggle with the dreams and the hopes and right. everything, you know? Right. But right. could it be that, like, I don't know, we'll get to this, but could it be that, like, maybe you shifting the focus on what other people are worrying about yeah. and what other people are struggling with and yeah. maybe their hopes and their dreams, yeah. maybe that would be like your restoration. Right. Maybe right, that would be right. like your blessing. And we'll right. definitely, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, yeah. but we'll definitely like get into that. Let me, let me add to that. Cause I think narcissism, the way it plays out is, is in a million different ways, but I think it, it's even, it shows up with Sunday service, right? If, the worship songs that I like aren't saying. If the sermon isn't about my current situation that I'm dealing with right now, right? Like, I mean, we even come to church based off of that. Like, something happened, like, all right, God, I need you to speak to me. So I'm going to come to church because you need to speak to this direct situation that I'm going through. And that's like a reflection of like self-absorption, you know? Like, this mm-hmm. is this is really, uh, it's so sad because we'll come and maybe the sermon had nothing to do with where you're going at, where what you're going through or what's happened in your life. And then you automatically think that like God is not speaking or God's not present or God doesn't care. And it's just like, first of all, (laughs) boo-boo, the Bible is not about you. It's about God. It's God's story. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. Matt Chandler, like there's this clip he, uh, they posted from the village where they were talking about how Endgame, right? Avengers made like two point something million dollars in a span of like nine, 10 days. And he was like, but this is the reality. Like everybody is rallying around the story of the Avengers, right? Nobody's excited about that because the story is about them. It's the story of their, it's their story. This is about them, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're saying it's the same with the Bible because it took like like 22 movies for the Avengers to get to this so, point yeah, or Marvel like to get to this point, yeah, right? Yeah, literally. And like Matt Chandler is making the point, there's like 66 books, right, in the Bible. All of that is about God, you know? And I feel like- None of that is about the people he used. <laughs> None, none of that. Of none of it is about you. None of it. Like, remember, like, uh, so you know, Peter and James. Remember in Acts where um, James dies for the faith, and then Peter now is thrown into prison. And it's so funny because we'll get offended at that. Like, oh my goodness, like James, he was so faithful. God, he was he was an apostle. He was making your name famous. Like, how dare you take his life away and spare Peter's life? And it's just like, all right, the story is not about James. The story is not about Peter. The story is about what God is doing amongst his people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think like a lot of the times like we get upset or frustrated in life because we've made it to be about ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we think the world will never say this out loud, but it revolves around us. That's why we get so frustrated in traffic because everybody has to move and make way for your appointment, for your next uh, appointment, for your next uh, whatever it is that you got planned on the agenda. Right. And so... I think like this idea of narcissism doesn't just show up in our prayer life. It shows up in Christianity all throughout uh, our faith, you know, whether it, it even like, you know, something like we've been in the sermon, we're, we're, we're in a sermon series on the church. And one thing like I've been trying to like communicate with you guys is, you know, like the church is not an individual thing. It's a community, mm-hmm. right? Like 
God never writes to an individual. He writes to a body of people. You know what I mean? And uh, like even the way they receive criticism, the way they receive encouragement, the way they receive rebuke, the way they receive correction, the way they receive direction, it's not to an individual. It's to a body of believers. It's it's to a community, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think narcissism or being narcissistic uh, shows up in a lot of ways in our faith and can hold us back from really seeing what God is doing because we've made this life to be about us. Dang. You know what I mean? Oh, bro, that's so good. But yeah, especially I think like, especially with narcissism in our, in our society's context. Yeah. Being a, such a, we, we, can, we tend to value things like individual rights. Yeah. And uh, the individual. Yeah. You know, so we're not a very uh, communal society. Yeah. So I think to the point even further, like how narcissism affects like American churches yeah, or the, the, you know, the people here in America is yeah. just like, it's even, it's even greater than yeah. perhaps uh, other churches around the world. Yeah, for um, sure. Um, do you have a thought? Cause I had a question to follow Yeah. Yeah. Ahead, I just wanted to backtrack a little bit, kind of get some of the psychology out of the way. Come on. But we, uh, so we mentioned that narcissism like is on a spectrum. Yeah. So that was one of my like takeaways. Yeah. But I, I, I want to kind of like articulate what a deep-seated narcissist is mm. somebody who's really narcissistic like cl clinically yeah so usually between like at the age of like two to five mm -hmm. there's a sharp break in development for deep-seated narcissists mm -hmm. and during this time um obviously our, like we're with our parents right yeah. um but we we start to experience a little bit of freedom yeah um and we start to need like social uh context and like social um, connections mm -hmm. like outside of the just a nuclear family yeah you know yeah so we tend so either we're going to school or what's yeah. like you know at age five or whatever yeah yeah what happens though is like due to either parent abandonment yeah or enmeshment which is just like them like having their claws basically all over your life yeah. you know not letting you breathe kind of thing hence avisha right <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah, yeah hence <laughs> our culture <laughs> but um so yeah for deep seated narcissists like they're not able to build a coherent sense of self mm. so what happens um so your sense of self this is something that you don't f understand or feel on a conscious level yeah. it's operating uh in unconsciously mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and basically um if you have a coherent sense of self yeah you're able to uh regulate things like self-love right, right and um for deep-seated narcissists they don't really have this yeah so they don't know how to even like give them like have you know be okay with not having attention yeah so what happens is narcissists need attention like from elsewhere, yeah. like from other people. Yeah. And they, um, I mean, there's extroverted narcissists and like there's introverted narcissists, but at the yeah. end of the day, yeah. they, they both, they don't, they don't have this coherent right. sense of like identity in self. Right. Um, hmm. That's so, so that's like, that was like hmm. one point there. Hmm. And the second one, yeah. yeah, the second one was uh, social anxiety and narcissism are on a scale. Wow. So if we think of narcissism as like excessive self-love, mm -hmm. social anxiety or is uh, kind of like excessive insecurity. Mm -hmm. And uh, to a degree, both are needed. I kind of like, mm. you know, looked into this a little bit. And according to like even like evolutionary theory, yeah. um, insecurities create self-doubt. Because like when you think about like, okay, why, why um, are insecurities still like prevalent today? You know, mm -hmm. there's like, there's theories on it. So um, yeah. They believe it's because like insecurities create self-doubt yeah. that enable us to monitor ourselves mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and our interactions and can lead to introspection. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then while uh, while self-love allows us to regulate our need for outside attention mm -hmm. and uh, it enables confidence and can lead to action. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like 
you know, um, insecurity aren't necessarily inherently a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And loving yourself, I don't want to, you know, let's not get it twisted. Like self love and self care, like those things. Yeah, those things are important, That's and it's good to love yourself. I'm yeah. not, you know, yeah, 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 we're yeah. not saying to like hate yourself or anything right, like that. Right, right. But uh, um, these, both these uh, fringe, like on, they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And both these things, like if they're not like put in check, mm-hmm. can can be, you know, extreme insecurity is obviously not right. a healthy thing. Right. right. And uh, extreme self love, as, as we're just talking about right now. Yeah. Um, is not really necessarily a healthy thing either. Yeah. But they have the same net effect. That's what I yeah. want to get at. Yeah, yeah, Both yeah. extreme insecurity and extreme self-love have the same net effect. And what is it? It's self-absorption. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At Often, the end of the day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oftentimes, like, I've, mm. I've heard this in the church a lot, you know? Pride can come in two forms. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. pride could be arrogance. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm somebody you need to pay attention to. I'm this, mm-hmm. this, and that. Mm-hmm. But pride can also be the person who is, like, so insecure about themselves yeah. and it's just like oh like you know i'm not good enough or yeah. they'll never love me or yeah. like i can't do this yeah. i'm not you know what i mean or i'm not this person or yeah yeah, yeah. right exactly and both those things are still it's still me 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 yeah, focus you're concentrated is. on yourself one is not more like innocent than the other right at the end of the day you're still thinking about yourself you know what i mean yeah yeah, bro. And I actually remember like being in uh, junior, nah, not junior high school, and tech actually put me onto that. And I remember I used to think like, oh, I'm not a prideful person, you know. I actually, right. I don't think I'm, you know. I actually like think that I like, have uh, zero confidence. Yeah, like, right? I was like, I, you know, being a little, little emotional and secure guy. Like, I need to work on this, and I need to work on that, and I never think anything of myself yeah. because I'm, I don't even think I can do this. And I remember Tech sat me down one day. Shout out to Tech, and he was just like, "Bro, that's pride. <laughs> like you're still thinking about like still about you. Yeah, you know. And I think uh, to kind of add on to your point, like, yeah." Because we have a very large Abisha audience, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I, I really honestly don't think uh, most Abisha struggle with uh, narcissism as much as we do with a uh, lack of confidence yeah. and insecurity. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we, that, we all got daddy issues. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> or just like crippling feel, f- fear of failure. Yeah. That's big in our culture. And I think it's because like, we're not allowed to fail, fail almost. No, like, not at all. There's so much heavy expectations that we're, we're afraid to even try because we're afraid of failure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just a lack of confidence. Um, I just see that as an issue. And um, mm. I don't know. I, I'd love to speak on like all Abisha, like, you know, the whole Abisha culture, but especially for like Abisha men, mm. I think a big thing is mm. like lack of confidence, you know, mm-hmm. in, in approaching things. Yeah. Or even approaching women, bro. Yeah. Honestly, that's a whole nother podcast. But like no, the I, lack of confidence is a big thing. I'll man. share this story. We, we, were, we had men group. We had men's group for about a year at our church. And one day we were talking about like daddy issues. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about like, yo, like at age 27. There's like, you know, I think like our whole lives we've like fought as like, again, this is, if you don't fall under this category, you know, we're not trying to put you in, we're just generalizing Mm -hmm. here, but there's so much daddy issues, you know, like Mm -hmm. where like, I remember like always feeling like disappointing, you know, and always like trying to like, yo, what can I do to make like my dad love me? You know, it is all performance based. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because it's just never, it just doesn't ever seem enough. Yeah. Because they're always just pushing us to this uh, high standard. And it's like, even if you happen to reach it, there's another one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Enough, it's like, you, it's it like okay, ends. can we like at least celebrate before we move on to the next project? Right. But what that ended up doing is like, I had that translate into my relationship with God. And mm. so it's like, okay, like I got to do this and this and this so that God can love me. And so like, I can even see myself falling on the spectrum of narcissism 
when it comes to even trying to get love from God, because it's not focusing on his love for me or the finished work of Jesus, but it's about my performance. Mm -hmm. It's about what I did, what I didn't do, what I was able to accomplish, what I wasn't able to accomplish, how many people came to Christ because of me, how many like people are following uh, what I'm doing, like how many people like are encouraged by my life, how many like am I honoring my parents, like all of this is wrapped in not resting in the finished work of Jesus Mm. and turning constantly to self, which is what we're talking about, this insecurity rooted, I think, in narcissism where Mm -hmm. it's about you focus. And I think we got to heal, like, you know, as like men, you know, Um, even at 27, I was like having a conversation with my dad this week and he was like proud proud of me for something that I did. And I think like his, him being proud was like, I took it to another level because I think I've always wanted that affirmation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, am I, am I, am I not a waste of your time? Am I worth what, you know? And, uh, and I know our parents love us, you know, like we'll never deny that, but like we got to heal. And I think that's bleeding into even our relationship with God and even like reflecting in our prayers towards God. And even to like add on to that, I think it even affects our relationship with ourselves Mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. ability to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like one thing I struggle with, and now that you kind of brought this point up, like maybe like, um, like with expectations, right? With my own expectations. Mm -hmm. I I tend to see that like, it's never good enough for me. Yeah. Like I'll I'll accomplish something and it's like, no, there's, it's gotta be greater. It's Mm -hmm. gotta be better. It's gotta be bigger. You know Mm -hmm, what I'm saying? mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I wonder like, how healthy is that? Mm -hmm. Am I like hitting all these milestones yeah. Just to at the end of the day, get this sense of love that I could have had for the, from the beginning right. without hitting like without right. going through all that. Right, right. But I struggle to wonder sometimes like, are my expectations coming from a desire to be great and mm-hmm. excellent? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because God wants us to be great right. and excellent. Those right. are not bad things. Right. But what is my why? What's propelling me? You know. Right. Right. And yeah. uh, when I when I achieve things, is it kind of like, thank you, Father? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And to the glory of God, or is it? man, like I can finally, you know, love myself a little bit more. I have wow. a little bit more validation. Wow. So I think it, or it more bleeds. more value yeah. to self. Yeah. I have more value now. And yeah. that's, we tend to see stuff like in our society promote value by like what you can make out, out of yourself mm-hmm. or what you can do. Yeah. And it's just so like, that's so pervasive. And yeah. I think it permeates a little bit into the church too yeah. and bleeds into us where it's just like, we're not valuable, but yeah. yet the gospel is telling us that we're made valuable because he saw us as valuable. Right, he right, chose us. Right, right, we're his elect. Right. And when he when he died on the cross, why was he willing to go through all that sacrifice? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's like it's not just to take our sin away. Because mm-hmm. if I mean, I mean, he could have just like taken it away. Then it could have been just that, like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna die for y'all, right? Yeah, 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 and then yeah. it's like, okay, y'all sins are taken away. Yeah. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna back away now. Yeah, no, it was yeah. never like that. Like yeah. he died on the cross to take our sins. Mm-hmm. But that was a byproduct of him valuing us first. Mm-hmm, 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 That's what made him want to die for us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just There's like this love for us. Love yeah. for us. Yeah. 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 So like sometimes I'm just like, man, like this love that I'm coveting, mm-hmm. I already have it. Whew. Like we already have it. <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? And we don't have to operate from a place of, because that kind of work is tiresome. Yeah. And yeah. I've felt that. And like, I've felt that many times, but especially maybe in my last season, it's like, yeah. why did I, why do I feel so burnt out? Or yeah. why did I feel so burdened? Yeah. It's, it's probably because of my expectations. Bro, can I just share something? Go ahead. Go like, ahead. Kill him. <laughs> like John MacArthur, uh, 
man, one of my favorite pastors, he was talking about that. He was like, it was like the video is more so for pastors, but I think we can all relate with this. But he was saying, pastors, you're burned out not because of your work, but because of your expectations. Mm. He said, when have you ever heard a plumber being burned out for hard work? Mm. Never. Like burnout is always... Work is what we're meant to do, bro. Yeah. Work is the, you know... It's the byproduct of expectations and not to say we can't have expectations but it is to say like leave results in god's hands and just work as hard as you can because you being tired you being burned out you feeling like you can't do another thing ever again is all rooted in disappointed expectations not being met can i can i free your audience for a second (laughs) yeah release the outcome yeah yeah the outcomes are never gonna be in your hands yeah 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 let let it go yeah i'm saying like god is in control yeah like honestly like you have to kind of detach yourself yeah from conclusions yeah yeah i'm saying yeah that's like that's that's huge and i think we fall into uh covetous or we fall into comparison when we fail to believe that god has a plan for our life you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you really believed that, like, God is for you and that God is going to use you, maybe not to the degree you want him to use you or not in the way you want him to use you, but that God will, it will free you from being a narcissist. It will free you from being somebody that's praying um, in light of self-absorption, yeah. thinking about yourself constantly, you know what right. I mean? Having this like interior dialogue with yourself, incessant yeah. interior dialogue with yourself, yeah. constantly like even in your mind, because like sometimes like you'll even spend time with people yeah. and your mind is just running, yeah. you know what I'm saying? In yeah. the background, it's like you can't even really focus mm-hmm. and put much attention to yeah. the other person yeah. and the needs of the other person yeah. or maybe even what they're saying yeah. because yeah. you're just running through this dialogue mm-hmm. of yourself or like, what do they think, what do they think about me? Right. How do they perceive me in this right. situation? Right. How do I look? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that, that even You can't maneuver like... without thinking about yourself sometimes. <laughs> even when we serve God, bro, like yeah. think about it like... They're like, I'm just gonna put myself. Yeah. Out what there. are some what, what are some reasons that um, you feel like people have issues with roles sometimes? Yeah. Because I feel like roles are like, oh, my role is not big enough, <laughs> or you know what I mean? Like, where's yeah. that coming from? Yeah. Ego. Right. Ego. Right. Feel right. Me? But go. Ahead. I'm gonna let you no, kill it. No, no, that's real. That's yeah. real. Like, it really is rooted in ego. It's really rooted in insecurity as well, not just ego, mm-hmm. because oh. They want me to do this. I don't know if I can do this. Or, oh, they want me to do this. They might not. They must not believe I can do this you right. know, or that, you know? And I think, like, it's so funny how we put ourselves at the center of serving God. Like, think about it for a second. Like, I'll, I'll just, like, share it and put myself out there. We do, like, these little sermon snippets that we uh, release on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. It's so funny how sometimes, like, in my mind, the greatest concern is how many likes will this get, how many shares will this get, mm-hmm. instead of how much is, is this is going to actually bless people. How much of this is this, when it lands on people's feed and watch it, they fall more in love with God, or they fall into repentance, or they fall uh, to their knees asking God to work in their heart continually, right? Like, mm-hmm. Or is it like... Oh man, this dude can teach, you know, oh man, this dude. And it's so funny because like we'll use serving God to um, accelerate our purpose, accelerate what we think um, 
we want, which is more praise from people, Mm -hmm. which is respect from people, which is uh, adoration from people. And then even that, it's like, yo, we serve God to point people to God, not to point them back to ourselves. Mm. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, why are we getting tripped up, like going back to your point, over the different roles? Like, so what if they ask you to stack chairs? Mm. (laughs) We've been doing that since... (laughs) If y'all, y'all don't know our church, but man... Since like every Sunday I can remember, bro, because I've I've been a, I've been pretty buff since I was like a ninth grader. So they were just like, look at this kid all big doing nothing. Go pick up chairs, bro. And I was this is a testament to ego, man. When we would pick up chairs, all these weak little dudes picking up like three chairs. I remember like picking up five, going through. Why am I working so hard? You know, sometimes I'd be like, this is actually heavy, yeah. but I'm not going to make it look like it's heavy. You know, yeah. people are looking. That, I mean, it's the ego. It's not right. serving God. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And but so. We've been doing that for a minute. Give me a different role. <laughs> <laughs> or if we like, hey, we need you to stay behind and help us clean up after, you know? I got work. Yeah. I got, you know, it's time to eat. You know, yeah. we got our reasons. NFL. Yeah. But they're never good enough. They're never. I hear you. But, but it's all rooted in like narcissism right it's all rooted in self absorption Mm -hmm. i can never i've been struggling saying absorption (laughs) this whole episode absorption (laughs) you got Um, it but literally it's rooted in all of that you know and so i mean i don't want to i don't want to take too much time from our audience like we want to make sure that people listen to it and they're not turned off by how long it is but the second half like prayer because we we talked about prayer too yeah um Bro, can you just share what what you heard Piper say? Mm-hmm. And we need to talk about that just a little bit because Piper yeah. went off when it comes to like prayer. Yeah. <laughs> um, just one thing right before that. I just had one last thing to say yeah, about self-absorption. Yeah. Um, self-absorption stifles our empathic capability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, our ability to um, have empathy or show empathy, you know, yeah. is our ability to understand another, mm-hmm. um, their feelings, um, our ability to, our relatability yeah. with one another. Yeah. So I think when you're so self-absorbed, those empathic skills mm-hmm. don't really, um, like get developed your ability right. to have like feeling tones or being able to mm. have a deep feeling mm-hmm. like a relation with another person yeah. gets stifled when you're so self-absorbed. Yeah. And, uh, the reason kind of like some people are probably wondering like, oh, I thought this was about prayer. <laughs> like, you know, like how did you guys like start with this? The reason like I kind of wanted to start with this background on like narcissism and self-absorption yeah. is because I believe strongly that our self-absorption and our narcissistic tendencies are hindering us from experiencing God mm-hmm. through the context of community, mm-hmm. through the context of like wow. relationship wow. with one another. Because wow. yeah. I mean, if you don't have like empathic capability. Yeah. Your relatability is diminished. Right, like I mean, right, your right. ability to understand and right. care for and care for yeah. other people is yeah. drastically diminished. Right, like, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. But uh, <laughs> now onto the prayer yeah. where we're getting out. Dang, we had to do a part two because that's a lot to talk about. Right? There's, that's a lot to digest. Yeah. That. I just just for the record, this is never. This is not going to cover the entirety <laughs> of prayer. Yeah. Nor will I mean you watch YouTube sermons all day because prayer is like. Yeah. We're not going to be able to fit it all into yeah. this, but and read your Bible too. Ask God to teach you about prayer, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Don't rely on these podcasts. <laughs> but uh, John Piper said prayer, the definition for prayer, in such an interesting way. Yeah. He said prayer is intentionally conveying a message to God. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, Keyword. intentionally Keyword. conveying a message. Yeah, it's a big deal. because yeah. oftentimes we think about prayer as talking with God. And the reason why he didn't like that definition, he quoted Romans 8, 28, mm-hmm. and it says this, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, 
For we do not know what to pray for as we ought to, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Mm. So that verse already indicates that you don't necessarily need to speak audibly no. to be praying. No, not at deep all. Groanings too, I mean, groanings too deep for words. Yeah. And then other people were just like, okay, if prayer is not talking to God, yeah. perhaps prayer is communicating with God. Right. Let me make it a little bit fancier and say yeah. communicating instead of talking. Yeah. And the reason he didn't like communicating is because communication is a two-way exchange. Right. right? right. I'm having a conversation with you right now. Yeah. I'm communicating with you. Yeah. With your podcast li- listeners, you can't say I'm communicating with them because nah. they're just listening to me. They can't respond right. back to me. And if they do, you can't hear them. Right? Yeah, <laughs> if like, they do, you Shut can't. up, no, I don't like that point. You right, don't hear exactly. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the reason prayer is not communicating be- and, and the reason it's intentionally conveying a message mm-hmm. is because when you pray and, uh, and you're, you send a message to God, when you pray to God, mm-hmm. Um, the reason it's not communicating is when he responds back to us, we don't call it prayer. Mm-hmm. When God moves from prayer, mm-hmm. we um, we don't actually call it, oh, he's praying back down to mm-hmm. us. No, God doesn't pray onto us. Yeah. What he, when he responds, we call it revelation Ooh. or we call it illumination, Ooh. but we don't call it prayer. So prayer cannot be communication. Mm. It's not a two-way exchange, but it is intentionally conveying a message. Mm. And the reason it's intentional is because we're conveying messages to God every day. Constantly. Right, constantly. Yeah. Whether we're uh, consciously praying yeah. or whether it's just uh, how we spend our time. Right, or right. It could be unconscious. For right, example, right, right. how do you spend your time? You could be conveying a message that you don't value God right. based on how you use your time. Mm. And how are, you, uh, how are you spending your money? Yeah. You can be uh, unintentionally wow. conveying a message to God that he's, he's not, not the Lord over, over your finances. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, prayer, though, is an intentional uh, conveying of a message to God. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wanted to start there with a little bit of a background on like what prayer is. Yeah. My second point is, are you praying to the one true God? Yeah. Yeah. And the reason you're, you're probably wondering the one true God, <laughs> yeah, like what, yeah, yeah. what do you mean by that? Yeah. What I mean by that is, uh, so like oftentimes when we think about God, do we have a right understanding about who God is right, and right. the character of God? Right. Cause God revealed himself in the Bible. Right. Like he's made himself known to us. Right. right. Uh, we, we know, uh, the actions that he's taken. Right. We know his character. We know what he's like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, yeah. We understand his holiness and all these things, right? 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 But oftentimes, I feel like there's a disconnect between the God of the Bible yeah. and how we perceive God to, mm. God should be. And that's a word right there because oftentimes I feel like people, are, people are just like, you know, I just have trouble, uh, you know, believing or understanding God would do that yeah, or yeah. Uh, God would be like this or God yeah. is not complete love or yeah. not everybody gets in heaven. Yeah. People, yeah. people have like these questions and it's yeah. like, yeah. that just shows that it's not really the one true God right. that they're praying right. to right. or even know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. be careful of, uh, is your perception of God or what you would like your God to believe. Is it an idol? Right. Or is it, or is it the yeah. one true God yeah. of the Bible? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bro, that is so key because I think a lot of us are praying to an idol and not the one true God, right? Like even when mm-hmm. we like send intentional messages to God or an idol, uh, like think about the prayer. That will reveal a lot about what you're, who you're praying to. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times what we like to do is the Bible teaches us the Imago Dei, right? Like we're made in the image of God. But what we like to do is we like to make God in our image, right? Mm. So we like to fit God into our boxes, into our parameters, into our wishes, into our dreams, into our aspirations. And so we like say, okay, God, you must want this for me. So I'm going to pray to that version of God. And when that doesn't happen, we have a problem with God now. And we 
we can't reconcile mm. our life with who God says he is when really it's not the God uh, of the Bible or the, the one true God. It's really the God of your aspirations. It's the God of your <laughs> dreams. It's the God of your hopes. And so no wonder you're disappointed, but you're not really disappointed in the one true God. You're disappointed in your idol that you created for yourself that what you thought would help you get to where you need to get. But really, like if you're praying to the one true God, no matter where you are, no matter what season you are, no matter what feeling you may have, you can truly connect with him because he is greater and he is more glorious than whatever it is that you're praying about. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so, bro, that, that's like huge. Like that, that like distinction, like it needs to take place because I really do believe like we're not really playing to, and this is not to say disclaimer, this is not to say that God can't correct us, that every time we're praying and it's not aligned with his will, Mm -hmm. that God is just not listening or that you're praying to a different God. Because that's the point of Christianity. Like, we don't have all the answers. And who I thought God was three years ago is not who he actually was. And he helped me understand who he was so I can pray better. So God won't leave us, right? If we're his children, if we belong to him, if we're co-heirs with Christ, right? He will correct us. He will guide us. He will let us know. But the problem is sometimes like when God is trying to do that, we refuse to listen Mm. and we refuse to accept the God of the Bible. And we want a God that is made in our own image. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. So now that we have uh, established kind of what prayer is and who we should be praying to, we can finally talk about what I really want to talk about. And that's like praying for others. And um, I want to go into the word just a little bit to kind of reiterate. um, Oh, you're in your Bible. Yeah, we got verses on verses. But uh, your prayer can change another person's outcome. Mm-hmm. So I, I got a couple of examples for you. This is Numbers 14, 11 through 19. I don't have like, we don't have time to read it through mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you know like the you story. You said Numbers. Yeah, you said Old, Old Testament. Testament. <laughs> you said, who reads that? <laughs> right? But um, we're going to Le- Leviticus too. <laughs> no, we're going to stay away from that book. Nobody reads that book. <laughs> we need to though. Right, right. Help us understand the New Testament. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. But um. Moses uh, was praying on behalf of the um, the Israelites. Mm-hmm. So the context is that they were in the wilderness. Yeah, you know the story about like forty years being in the wilderness. Yeah. Um, so the Lord was angry um, at their iniquity, mm-hmm. um, and the Lord told Moses that like uh, the sins of them are great. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of like I want to wipe these people out. You know, yeah, yeah. and then uh, like build a, like a new. Yeah. You know, like new uh, generation, like yeah. a new people through you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was just saying like, at one point the Lord even said like, I'm going to bring you guys to the promised land. Yeah. But then like after that, like I'm, my spirit is going to withdraw. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, Moses like said like, oh, like if your spirit is not going to go with us, yeah. then I'm like, going. then we're not going, yeah. you know? Yeah. And when he wanted to kill them off, he said something so interesting to the mm. Lord. Like mm. notice how he, uh, I'll just quickly read this. Um, this is Moses praying to God, by the way. Mm-hmm. Now, if you kill these people as one man, then the nations who have heard your fame will say it is because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land that he swore to give to them, Mm -hmm. that he has killed them in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And now please let the power of the Lord be great as you have promised, saying the Lord is slow to anger Mm -hmm. and abounding in steadfast love, forgiving iniquity and transgression. But he will by no means clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Please pardon the iniquity of these people according to the greatness of your steadfast love. Just as you have forgiven this people from Egypt until now. Then the Lord said, I have but pardoned according to your word. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So wow. look at the way Moses like right. don't forget your promise yeah. to like Abraham and yeah. Isaac, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. Jacob. Yeah. Don't forget these are your people. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Pardon yeah. our sin 
yeah. like God, oh gracious God, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. the way he's praying, like almost like as if he's like reminding God yeah. of his character, of his promises. Yeah. But at the end of the day, his prayer is what changed the outcome yeah. for the Israelites, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for pro- himself even as yeah. well. Because yeah. like he's part of this, like yeah. it's community, like yeah. not just them sinning, like yeah. it's, all, it's, a, it's all of us. <laughs> this is what I love because Moses could have easily been like, all right, you go and I'll stay behind. But he like attributed uh, the problems of Israel Onto as himself. his own. Yes. Right. I love that. Like there's so many people, man, there's so many layers to what you're saying. We'll mm-hmm. get to like the, the prayer yeah. for it in a second. But there are so many people who remove themselves from the problem. Right. How can you even pray to God if you've removed yourself from the problem? <laughs> that makes no type of sense, right. you know? But I just don't struggle with that. Listen. Your problem is our problem. Come on. Your problem someone. is our problem. <laughs> it's our problem. I'm, I'm so, like, it's so funny how, like, people are like, yeah, me and God are good, but me and the church, you know, it's like <laughs> we keep a distance. But, like, listen, God, man, like, we're, he defines us as the body. Imagine if you're the arm and you're like, I'm doing my own thing. You have no significance without the body. The arm by itself is meaningless. Mm. It has purpose when it's connected to something larger than itself. And right. I think that's what Moses is doing here is he's not using his righteousness as an excuse to be bitter or as an excuse to uh, just, you know, forget these Israelites. Right. right? But he's like, like, do away with them. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, it's nah. like, no, it's like this is his problem as well. And he's going to go to the Lord. Another part of the prayer that I love is, yes, the prayer is answered, but the prayer is answered because his prayer was aligned with who the character of God was. Amen. You know what I mean? And this is like, this is so key because a lot of the times, like when we pray, we're not praying in line with who God is or his will or his purpose for us as believers. Right. Mm -hmm. But what I love about that prayer is he's holding God accountable to who God says he is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just a quick story. I've like shared the story here at church and I was like, I spoke at a conference in Kansas, and I remember sharing the story in Kansas too. But Dr. Tony Evans talks about how he was at a conference one time. It was like a crusade, really, more than anything. And uh, there's like thousands of people there. And the day of the event, there was this huge rainstorm that was coming their way. And they're like, shoot, should we cancel the event? Like, what should we do? Like, oh my goodness, like we can't, you know? And so all the pastors gathered around together and they started praying about this event. And what's crazy is everybody was praying safe prayers. Like, God, if it's your will, Mm -hmm. please let this rain pass. God, if you you would show mercy on us, please. And then he said, there was this one woman though, who wasn't having it. And she was just like, God, you have commanded us to make disciples of all nations. You've called us to be your witnesses. I command you to stop the rain so that we can obey you. And like Dr. Tony Evans was like, in that moment, he's like, ah, everybody took a step back because if lightning strikes, they're not trying to get hit. Like, how dare you talk to God like that? But sure enough, the rain didn't hit their crusade and they were able to have the event. And something Dr. Wow. Tony Evans, the point he was making was, yo, like we have the ability as believers to hold God accountable to his word, but we can't hold God accountable to his word if we don't know his word. So how can we pray with empathy if we think the Bible is about us and not about God? Mm. Woo! 
<laughs> think about it. Like, if you really think the Bible, if you think David defeating the Goliath is a story about you overcoming your fears, how could you not see that it's God defeating our sin? It's a foreshadow of what Christ will do. So that how could you pray when you're in the middle of your stress, in the middle of your mess, in the middle of your anxiety, believing that God can overcome when you've made yourself the overcomer? You know mm. what I mean? Like, mm. how could you have empathy for people and care for people that God would heal them, that God would deliver them, God would save them, that God would direct them. If you thought the Bible was about you, if it's really about God, then you know how to communicate with God and you know how to lead with empathy. Mm-hmm. Man, I just got blessed, yeah, yo. Like t- the Holy tough, Spirit bro. just took over, yo. That's tough. <laughs> but yeah, honestly though, like that's what I love about that part of the prayer is literally he prayed according to who God says mm-hmm. he was. Yeah. Earn, you know? Earnest prayer yeah. according to the will of God. Yeah can change outcomes yeah yeah can change another person's outcome yeah not just yourself yeah so that's like 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 the first point i got yeah and then and then the second point like why we should be praying for others yeah is uh this comes from philippians 2 3 verse 4 yeah but the moral is praying for one another is a command Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. not not just that it changes outcomes yeah but it's also a command so this is what it says do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit. Yeah. But with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Yeah. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Yeah. Yeah. So looking out for other people's interests, yeah. that sounds like prayer to me, right? <laughs> and then, and then uh, Galatians 6, 2, like, it's not the whole verse, but it says to bear with one another. Yeah. And then it's a you, beautiful you, you, passage. Yeah, yeah. And then Jesus also said to love each other as you love yourselves. Yeah. Now yeah. tell me, how many of you play, pray? Y'all pray for yourselves, right? <laughs> so like, just because it doesn't say it directly, it's so heavily implied yeah. that praying for one another is a command. Yeah. Like within the church yeah. and outside of the church yeah. even. Praying yeah. for your community. Yeah. Praying for your nation. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, politics is bad, but... What are, you are we? Yeah. Are we going to yeah. keep talking bad about the government or are we going to pray for our government, pray for our leaders for or are we going to hate on them? You know, for real. Like literally, yeah. like every time something goes south in our political world, it's the Christians that are out here like, ah, it's right. like dysfunctional. Come whatnot. on, yeah. man. Get on your knees and pray yeah. to the God that has Christians answers. are the ones that's supposed to be able to operate in dysfunction. Yeah. Ooh, we're supposed again. to well, Christians. <laughs> Christians are the ones that are supposed to be able to function in dysfunction. Yeah, that's good, man. man. That's good. <laughs> no, they're, they're not ready, bro. Sir, we still coming. We still coming. Let's keep this going. So yeah, praying for and one hold another. On, hold on, hold on. Just come, a disclaimer. Okay. Because yeah. I, I don't want people to like. Because you know, I've just learned the hard way. Sometimes you're saying something and they hear something completely different. All right, you better. But we're not saying don't be an advocate for the right political policies to take Jesus, place. No. Yeah. I'm not, kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we're not saying, you know, don't have a voice. And that's not what we're saying. We're not just saying pray about everything and do nothing. Yeah. Sometimes I think the way God answers prayer is through our life. You know what I mean? What we're just saying is, um, yo, like, I think the, the means in which you can even operate in engaging in tough conversations and being a voice and being an advocate is really rooted in your prayer life, right? Like Steve used to always say this to us. I forgot who he was quoting, but any man that knees before God can stand before any man. Hey, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think like we have to realize that that it starts with God, it ends with God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Last point before we wrap it up. Yeah, I got I got one last point. One for last y'all. thing. Yeah. So the uh, the last moral is prayer is restoration. Yeah. Praying for one another is restoration. Yeah. And this comes from Job forty two seven. Mm-hmm. So um. The context is, you know, Job, like, 
the devil and God had a wager. Yeah. The devil was striking Job's health. Yeah. Uh, you know, family members were dying. Yeah. Uh, he had his wealth stripped from him. Everything stripped from him. Yeah. And he's trying to make sense of it because he knows he's still like righteous. Like, right. He, right. It's not a sin issue, but he has he has his friends coming to him. Right. Trying to man, how many times do you got friends? Yeah. Trying to explain <laughs> what you're dealing with or trying to explain why God is doing right. certain things right. in your life. Like yeah. we're so sure of ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, these three friends they come to Job right. And they're talking about like, oh, you're a sinner. God is righteous and like you're not righteous. This is happening because of this. It's happening because of that. So these are his friends, mind (laughs) you. But uh, Job 42.7 is almost like towards the conclusion of the book. And what it says is, after the Lord has spoken these words to Job, the Lord said to Ilphaz the Temanite, my anger burns against you and against your two friends, for you have not spoken to me what is right as my servant Job has. Mm. Now, therefore, take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant right, Job right. and offer up a burnt offering for yourselves. Yeah. And my servant Job shall pray for you, yeah. for I will accept his prayer yeah. not to deal with you according to your folly, mm. for you have not spoken to me what is right as my servant Job, Job has. Mm. So Ilphaz the Temanite... Um, my bad, I lost track of where I was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ilphaz, the, the Temanite, and Bildad, the Shutite, his other friend, yeah. and Zophar, the Namatite, whatever, his third friend. The Ites. Yeah, the <laughs> Ites. The Moabites, right? <laughs> and uh, he went and did what the Lord had told them, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer, and the Lord restored, restored the fortunes mm. of Job when he had prayed for his friends. Mm. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Mm. So this is what I was kind of getting at is like prayer being our restoration. Right. Like, could it be that you Mm. praying for others could be your blessing? Could be... um, Praying for those that are giving you bad advice. Yeah. (laughs) Could could it be that uh, your breakthroughs are on the other side of not praying for yourself, Mm. but but praying Mm. for your friends, praying for your community, praying for the people close to you, your family, Yeah. that uh, praying for those that need you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just like praying for one another... uh, Job, uh, James 5, 14, 16 talks about like, um, offering up uh, prayer and faith, restoring the one who is sick. Right. So right, even like right, healing and stuff like right, prayer is like healing right, too. Right. Right. So right. like, man, we could keep talking about this all day, all but day, but just to, I guess, reiterate kind of the main points. Yeah, man. Um, narcissism is a, is a huge issue. Yeah. And, uh, it affects our ability to have empathy for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're self-absorbed. It's hard to see outside the context of our of our own mental kind of mm-hmm. framework. Mm-hmm. It's hard to care for one another when, yeah. when you're not empathetic, when yeah. you don't develop that skill set. Yeah. Um, it's hard to understand God. God is properly understood, I think, in the context of community, right. in the context of one another, right. Right. in right. the context of relationship. Yeah. So um, having the, I mean, even just thinking about losing that mm-hmm. by your our narcissistic tendencies, by yeah. being uh, skewed by the culture. Yeah. What so have you is a huge issue, which yeah. is why I wanted to address this concept of yeah. self-absorption yeah. first most. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, just understanding what prayer is, yeah. knowing that it's an intentional message to God. Yeah. And once we understand prayer for like for ourselves, because it's not necessarily bad to pray for yourselves. No, not at all. Not pray at all. for yourself. Pray for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just but also like pray with the church, pray with one another. Mm-hmm. It says like when two or three are gathered in my name, mm-hmm. I'll be there also. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So Jesus is like even saying that like, you know, praying with each other, mm-hmm. like just can highlighting the importance of that. Yeah. But, uh, you, you know, your prayers are powerful when, uh, when done according, like operating within the will of God, according yeah. to the will of God, according yeah. to the, yeah. the promises of God, right. who the God is in the context of the right. Bible, the one true God. Right. 
prayer can change outcomes. Yeah. Uh, it can help you bear with one another. Yeah. Um, it can help help in your love with one one yeah, another. Definitely. And uh, prayer is restoration. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I know we're all struggling with things. We're all dealing with things. Yeah. But man, prayer is it could be your breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is your yeah. breakthrough. It is our is our like most in, one of our most intimate connections with God Himself. Yeah. yeah. And just you know, just don't be. I mean. Don't push away this idea of like, you know, praying for others, giving yeah. time to others, giving right. care for others right. could potentially be your breakthrough as yeah, well. Definitely. That's what I'm learning, man. I'm going to keep praying for my people. Yeah. And then God, pray if my me. people will take care of my people, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll pray for you. You pray for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, well, now, thank you so much for joining us on Shaping the Culture. We got to do a part two. We got to have you come I back. Know. Yeah, man. It's deep, bro. I'll, I'll say deep. this. I'll say it on record because I, I want to actually make a little Instagram post promoting this too. But listen. This is probably by far one of my favorite episodes of Shaping the Culture. Like, this was... Guys, there's something that happens. Like, when you record episodes like this, there's something magical that happens when God kind of takes over and you just forget that the mic even is there. And you're just, like, Mm. building and talking, you know? And so that's kind of what I felt today. There's a moment where I was just like, I'm getting edified. I'm getting built up. I'm being encouraged. I'm, like, being led by the Lord. And so... And it's crazy that all that is happening. And we're not talking about ourselves. (laughs) You, you, you would have never thought. You would have never thought. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So life ain't about us, y'all. Right. It really isn't. And Our so. story within the context of God's story. Yes. Amen. Yes. I think Jackie Hill Perry is the one who said... You know, our story is important, but if our story doesn't lead back to God's story, it's pointless. It's new. Yeah. Yeah. It's vain. Yeah. So, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Shaping the Culture. Until next time, family, peace and love. Peace.